What's up, everyone? Welcome into a Friday episode of Locked on Bucks. Milwaukee still enjoying a win. They broke the two-game losing streak against the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to follow up a little bit on that on today's show. Uh, something that uh, I just got to get off my chest. A little bit of an axe to grind from some of the follow-up uh, from that game that we've seen. Also, a tweet came across my mentions yesterday during the game. Where does Chris Middleton rank all-time? For the Milwaukee Bucks. This is a conversation we've had in the past. Certainly a conversation we had last year. Uh, let's revisit it because there's some interesting numbers there. And I'll need your help with that one in the comments uh, and also on Twitter there as well. And Milwaukee, they're the ghost team right now. No one's really talking about them for better or worse. No bad criticism. Uh, no, no positive spin on the Milwaukee Bucks. Just nothing. It's interesting. Maybe that's the benefit of being the NBA champions. But we're going to get into that on today's show. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see me and hear me on this show daily and also find my other work over at ESPN and NBA Australia, where today, actually, I just uh, dropped a story with an old friend of the Milwaukee Bucks, Matthew Dallavadova. He's playing in Melbourne this year. So unfortunately for him, he had me hassling him day-to-day in Milwaukee. Now he's got me hassling him day-to-day in Melbourne. So it's just unfortunate times for Dally, but uh, he's back. He's hoping to get back to the NBA. We'll see what happens with that. But anyway, a fascinating conversation with Dally there as the Australian basketball season gets going. As always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. We really appreciate it. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, uh, make sure you do that. Hit subscribe. We're up to about 1.5K subscriptions now. Uh, We've been on YouTube for about a couple of months. But help us out. Subscribe. Uh, there was the competition, by the way. I've got to get back onto Frank. I know people are wondering about that print uh, that he had, that comp that he ran last week. There is a winner, but Frank has to decide. So i got to get onto him and we'll uh, figure it out there and then he can he can post it to whoever's got it. But we'll get to that. Uh, before we dive into it, today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So a classic Giannis game yesterday, 47 points. And by the way, uh, before I get going, look at this shirt. I've got this rail and this is unintentional, but I know Camille had uh, Camille had the sweet purple gear on the podcast yesterday if you missed the post game show go back and check it uh we had frank we had camille a rare three-way podcast there but it was a lot of fun but camille had the sweet purple hockey style jersey i just put this on today it was wasn't for the podcast but uh, i just realized looking back at myself there i got this ray allen shirt on so it's pretty sweet uh, but a classic Giannis performance 47 points naturally i listen to a bunch of podcasts anyway and try and see what people are thinking what people are saying uh, obviously, reaction to the Giannis game, incredible. A lot of the same narrative that we kind of discussed on the show yesterday. Like, uh, let, let's not compare Anthony Davis to Giannis anymore. Okay, that conversation is over. So I think that that was 
a heavy point of discussion. It was certainly fair enough. One thing I just want to point out, and and I'm only going to mention Richard Jefferson because that was the name I can remember right now. So whatever, he wasn't the only one. And I know, you know, Frank and Camille, we discussed this briefly, but can we just, if we're going to at least say, let's not compare these guys, but if you're going to throw the butt in there, that's fine, whatever. Anthony Davis is a fantastic basketball player. He's just not top five. He's not arguably the best player in the world. That's fine. It's, he, he was voted to the 75 greatest players of all time. I wouldn't have voted him in there personally. I don't think he's done anywhere near enough to get to that, but he was. That's fine. But let's not pretend that this guy is some great shooter. And I said Richard Jefferson say, well, Giannis is better. He's more determined. He's this, he's that, he's that. But Anthony Davis might be more skillful, okay? And the skillful thing is always so funny to me. So what's skillful about Anthony Davis? And Jefferson said, well, he's a guy that can shoot 35% from three. Okay, well, he's never shot 35% from three, not for one season in his entire career. He shot 34% in one season, but he's a 30.8% career three-point shooter. 30%. Giannis is at 29 which is kind of hard to believe. Davis is shooting 19% from three this season. Last season, he shot 26% from three. He was incredible in the bubble. He hit big shots. The Lakers wouldn't have won the title without Anthony Davis. You could make a case that he should have won finals MVP. Again, I'm not, I'm not, not, Davis is fantastic, but he's not a great shooter from three-point land. He's never been. So I don't know why there's this myth about Anthony Davis has been in this average three-point shooter or above-average three-point shooter. He's not. So I don't know why we say that. Very strange. It's just something I wanted to point out. Giannis, on the other hand, uh, you know, we always talk about it. There's hype. Oh, he's hitting his jump shots now. He's hitting his mid-range. Uh, he's at 30.8%. Uh, or the last three seasons, sorry, he's been 30.4, 30.3, then 30.8. So technically, by the numbers, uh, not much has really changed. He's at 4.6 three-point attempts per game at the moment. Going back two years ago, in the uh, a couple of seasons back, he was 4.7. So he's he dropped a little bit in attempts last year, but he's back up to where he was two seasons ago. But it kind of doesn't seem to matter. He's going to have nights like last night against the Lakers where he was three for four. Then he's going to have nights where he'll be one for eight. And it doesn't look like he can hit any of them in their front rim and there'll be an air ball in there. Uh, that's just the nature of it. Whatever. Eric Name did tweet out the numbers today that he was six for 11 on catch and shoot. Uh, opportunities just not a guy that shoots a lot of catch and shoot threes he normally likes to get that one dribble settle himself rhythm jumper that i don't know but he's six for 11 so far on catch and shoots last night there was that uh yeah real pure ball swing that got to him no hesitation knocked it down last night was one of those nights where he's feeling himself i almost think with Giannis, and this is why we always come back to the mental stuff and again i'm not a shooting coach i and i'm not but it does always just seem when he's having the, one of those nights where he's absolutely on fire, that's when he'll start to knock down the threes. If he's dominating in the paint, he's feeling really good about himself. He has this aura of invincibility about him and no one can stop him. No one can slow him down uh, at all. And that's certainly uh, what we got uh, from Giannis last night. And again, I think he's going to be up and down. You guys that have listened to this show for a long time will know that to me, the three-point shot isn't that important anyway. Uh, let's see if we can get that that hook shot, that push shot that he shot over Taylor Horton Tucker. That's more important to me, uh, but we'll see. But yeah, as far as Anthony Davis goes, come on. These guys, the three-point shooters, the numbers don't lie. They're pretty similar, which again, uh, could be hard to believe. What is to talk about the Ghost Bucks though? Because they won last night. And again, there was a lot of talk about Giannis and what he was able to do. Obviously, it was spectacular. But I think in general... 
this Bucks team, and we're 15 games in now. They're seven and eight. By my math off the top of my head right now, around a fifth into the season, a fifth through the season. Is that how you say that? Anyway, the point is there's a long way to go, but there's no cause for concern about the Bucks. We've had a couple of podcasts here where we said, okay, where's the panic meter with this team? Again, we weren't asking about the panic meter for the Bucks because we didn't think that this team was capable of playing winning basketball, of, of winning a championship when they're healthy. That's absolutely not why we were asking. We're just saying we've seen in years gone by, whether it's a defending champ or just a team that was ex- had high expecta- expectations, was supposed to be a good uh, team that could contend, that sometimes health and injuries just derail that. There's still obviously a big question mark on Brook Lopez, but we've seen enough from this team when they've had the best players in the big games that they can step up and they're going to be absolutely fine. Got some more numbers I want to get into uh, regarding that in just a little bit. But speaking of numbers, if you're into numbers from a uh, a betting point of view, fantasy point of view, whatever it may be, we have obviously a couple of sponsors of this show that might interest you. But what about price picks? This is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Uh, tough time if, you, if you're trying to get the Shemi Ojale prop right now because he can either be 5 for 5 or he can be 0 for 8. Tough times if you're trying to bet on uh, Shemi there. But Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, uh, even with football. It could be yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users, all of the users that deposit uh, with the, using the promo code, as I spit this out, will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just use the promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times the entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Uh, don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, as always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. And look, we're all the same here. Frank likes podcasting after a win. I like podcasting after a win, and it's reflected in the numbers. We see that. People want to listen to a Bucks podcast after they start winning games. Unfortunately, not as many wins as we would have hoped so far in the season, but they're bouncing back right now, and we appreciate you guys, whether it's in your podcast platform, whether it's on YouTube. You guys are the best. We really appreciate it. And uh, like I mentioned off the top, if you haven't checked out YouTube, even if you're not going to watch on YouTube, jump on, find the Lockdown Bucks channel, give us a, a subscribe, give us a subscription, boost those numbers. We really appreciate uh, all of you guys. So as we continue to talk about the ghost Bucks here, so I saw someone tweet that the Bucks were three in holiday and Giannis in the lineup. So if you add Brooke Lopez to that, obviously they're 1-0. It was opening night. Uh, they were dominant against the Nets team. It was a very fun night, very enjoyable night. But they're 3-0 with Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis in the lineup. Obviously, one of those was against Brooklyn on opening night. I was trying to remember. I think it's the Spurs game, right? I think it's the Spurs game was the second game. And then obviously last night against the Lakers. The crazy thing about this is, is that Drew Holiday left opening night at halftime with that ankle injury or foot injury. The Spurs game, he was on a minutes, uh, minutes restriction because he was coming back from that injury and he ended up hurting an ankle at some stage during that game, so limited again. 
And then last night, Chris Milton was playing his first game back after having freaking COVID. So this is the funny thing about this. I mean, this is why we have optimism for what's coming up for the Bucs or where they can possibly get to, particularly with this homestand. Uh, but these three guys, the Bucs' three best players, they've played three compromised games together. The Bucs have still won. I think a part of the function of that is what we discussed on the show last night, that when you have all three guys, it just unlocks other players in the lineup. There's so much attention that Chris Milton draws, which frees up Giannis, which will free up Drew Holiday. At the moment, he's cold. We know that. He's struggling. It's fine. I'm not concerned. It's Drew. He'll bounce back. There's no worries about that. Uh, but those three guys total for the season, 39 minutes on the floor together. Uh, you know, such a small sample size. These numbers are kind of pointless even reading out, but because they look nice, I'm going to read them out. 115 offensive rating, 96 defensive rating, uh, net, net rating of 19.3 when Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis are on the floor. Of course, again, small sample size, so the Bucks have shot 41% from three during those minutes. That's above average for those that have been watching the Bucks this season, so all those types of things uh, come into play, but you know, even defensively, having a guy like Middleton, who I think most people would agree has dropped off defensively, uh, mostly because he's taken a bigger role offensively. And it's hard to ask uh, both of those things. This isn't the old Chris Milton that was a two-way player, knocked down threes, didn't didn't uh, have the, the current role that he has now in the offense. So I, I think having the, the smarts, the IQ, he's a smart player. I think that helps defensively as well. So I'm curious to see how numbers slide, particularly we know the Bucs have been in the third of the league defensively when it comes to defensive efficiency. Uh, yeah, if you look at raw numbers, he's a guy that'll get you about six rebounds a night. But what does that do to the defensive rebounding percentage? Does it does uh, the opposition's ability to dominate on the offensive glass change with Middleton? We'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. Of course, uh, Brook Lopez is still the the major part that's out of this rotation. But if we look at the standings right now in the Eastern Conferences, I bring them up as we're recording. This is before tonight's game. I know the, there's a bunch of games going on right as I'm recording this. But Milwaukee seven and eight. Uh, three and a half games back of first. So they're only three and a half games back of first right now. And they're only a game and a half out of fifth. So you can quickly see that the, the team in fifth, currently the Charlotte Hornets, they're two games over 500. The Bucks are one below 500. But Milwaukee's next four games come against the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, two games against the Orlando Magic. And then uh, they have the Detroit Pistons and... You know, I mean, the Pistons are eventually going to beat the Bucks. Let's throw that out there. They'll beat them at some point, but they haven't uh, since Bud's been in town. So I don't want to go old Tristan Thompson on this. I don't know if you guys saw Tristan Thompson just roasting some of the other teams in the league. I'm not going to go down that path, but you've got a four-game stretch here where if you're the Bucks, you expect that you can win those four games, particularly on your home floor where you have struggled this year. Let's see if they can bounce back here, hopefully with some guys back in the lineup. If you do, and again, I'm just projecting ahead here. If you win those four games, all of a sudden you're 11 and eight. You probably move up to sixth in the East, fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere around there, and you're within a couple of games of the top seed. That, that's the way it goes. We've seen teams that have won games. Miami came out super hot. They got a bunch of injuries. Philadelphia, obviously, were the same. They were in first, and they lose Embiid. Tobias Harris was out for a while. COVID really went through that team. So uh, this is the nature of this season. Hopefully for the Bucs, uh, this is their turn. Uh, to get healthy a little bit here as, uh, as the schedule lines up. As the schedule lines up and they get some home games. If we want to continue discussing Chris Middleton, a really interesting tweet came across uh, my mentions 
in the game yesterday or during the game yesterday against the Lakers. It was Josh Eberly uh, at Josh Eberly. Some of you guys may know Josh or be familiar with uh, his Twitter account. And uh, someone tweeted at him asking if Chris Middleton is top five all time as a Milwaukee Buck or or could he be? I, I whatever, however you want to look at this. But I thought to myself, that's really interesting because I was looking at Giannis the other day, and of course. If there's a debate anymore, it's it's Kareem and Giannis, whatever. There's some longevity stuff there. I understand it if people say, I still got Kareem at this point. His numbers were just extraordinary for the short period of time he was with the franchise. Giannis has been there a bit longer. Clearly, by the, by the time it's all said and done, for Giannis, if he's in Milwaukee, and of course, we want him to be there for another decade, but let's say Giannis is in Milwaukee for another five years. He's going to be number one in scoring, rebounding. Uh, I think probably he'll be there in assists. He'll, he'll be, in the end, he'll continue to climb in three-point uh, three point makes as well. There's so many stats. I mean, Giannis is going to be number one basically across the board, which is what you would expect for such a generational player. Um, does the longevity mean that at right currently now he's he's not he's not above Kareem? I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't watch Kareem. Giannis is, it, it's hard for me to fathom that Giannis isn't the best player that's played for this franchise, particularly when you consider bringing the championship the way he did. And of course, the story. We always talk about the story. So Giannis is on a level of his own. But where does Chris sit? I think it's fascinating. Honestly, we probably need our guy Marcus Johnson on the podcast here to discuss this. He obviously is far more well-versed in uh, this type of conversation than I am, having seen all these guys, played with some of these guys. But I've got some numbers I at least want to bring out because I'm I'm telling you, I mean, the resume is building uh, for Chris Middleton. There's no doubt about that. And and by the time, as I said, he's in Milwaukee for another couple of years, he's going to be right up there as well. So I'm going to get into these numbers. But speaking of resume building, when it comes to the world of protein bars, there's no one with a better resume than Built Bar. And it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is a new holiday dessert. Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, man, I'm hungry. I actually, uh, I've said this before, no Thanksgiving. It's not a thing here in Australia, but when I've been in Milwaukee, I think I did four straight Thanksgiving Thanksgivings from 2016 to 2019. Beautiful. What a time. You just eat food. I, I didn't have any family there, so I could just hang around either by myself. I could go hang out with friends. But either way, I like eating food and I like eating Built Bars. But one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So you can replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to a pie. I'm talking about pie here, but get rid of the pie and bring in the Built Bar, which is low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Share some at your family gatherings. It's going to make things less awkward. If, you, if you're with a family member you don't like, you disagree on something, just give them a Built Bar and they'll shut up. It's fine. This, this is an easy way to deal with this type of thing. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, as we get rolling here uh, for the last few minutes of this show, the last segment of this show today, Chris Middleton, where does he rank all time with the Bucks? So here's some numbers for you right now. So as it currently stands, uh, Chris Middleton has played 565 games for Milwaukee and, you know, it would have been a lot more. If you consider, obviously, he's had a few injuries here and there. He missed nearly a whole season with that hamstring uh, tendon injury that he got the surgery to. But uh, let's conservatively say 
he plays 50 more games this season. If he plays 50 more games, that's going to take him into the top four all time in franchise history. So again, the longevity factor does count for something. I think when you're talking about a franchise, a small market franchise like Milwaukee, that's had guys come through, come out, good players from time to time, but haven't necessarily stayed. He's going to be number one in three-point makes. I think he's still tied with Ray right now. Uh, but obviously, hopefully, he beats uh, that mark tomorrow against OKC. Again, wearing this Ray Allen shirt. Shout out to Ray. He's already top 10 in assists and steals in franchise history. He's 2,300 points, roughly. Roughly 2,300 points behind uh, Big Dog for top three in scoring. So... Uh, you know, knock on wood that nothing goes wrong, but you would assume that Middleton's going to be only behind uh, Giannis and Kareem when it comes to scoring as well. And I think where it gets interesting for Mid- for Middleton, first of all, his playoff performance is, was epic in a championship team. There's not too many guys that have played in a championship team for the Bucks. But when it comes to all-star nods, this is where it's interesting. How many more all-star nods is Chris Middleton going to get? I think if we assume that the Bucs are going to be a good team, then there has to be the possibility that he'll get a couple more. little bit concerned that he missed these games early in the season. Does that hit him this year? Are the Bucs going to get rolling and win enough, get that second All-Star? Hopefully. I really hope so. But we'll wait and see. But we look at guys that have had multiple All-Star appearances in Milwaukee. So there's a bunch of guys that have two. But for some of our younger listeners, I mean, Big Dog had two. Ray Allen had three. Finn Baker had three. Uh, Marcus, our guy, had four. Sidney Moncrief had five. And then there's a bunch of guys in, in the early days. I know Terry Cummings had a couple there as well. Dandridge, obviously. These guys. So they're the type of names that you're talking about here. So I don't know who people have in their consensus top five in, in Bucks franchise history. So it's obviously Giannis, obviously Kareem. You pro- it's, it's probably... Uh, Again, longevity comes into it, but Oscar was obviously incredible. Uh, Sidney Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, obviously. Um, so those are the guys that are probably the top five. There might be players that people will move in and out of that. But who is Chris Melton removing out of those guys? I think it's fair to say, unless something crazy happens, that in in when people look at it from a historical perspective, they're going to remember got players like Sidney Moncrief and Marcus probably more than they do Chris. At this stage, if they rattle off another couple of championships, he has more performances. It can always change. He builds the resume. So I guess my question for right now is for, for the listeners, anyone out there, is Chris Milton in there now? Maybe not. If he plays another three years and, and he is uh, continues to tick off all those marks, can he push in there and be a top five player in franchise history? Probably when you look at impact and the way and the the Again, the length of time that he's played alongside Giannis, he has to be one of the more influential players in terms of what this team has been able to achieve together. It's He's just so understated. He's so understated. I think if you asked anyone outside of Milwaukee that watched him every single night and asked to talk about him every single day, they'd say, there's no way. There's no way. How can Chris Middleton be a top five player in franchise history? But when you've watched him as closely as we have, you appreciate him, uh, his, his big game ability. Last year, again, during the playoff run. And just the, the raw numbers, the numbers stack up. But it's interesting. I said that, you know, Marcus is probably the guy we should have on here uh, discussing this. But I know a lot of our listeners as well that have that have followed the team uh, that are a bit older than me and just flat out probably watch those guys or know those guys a lot better than I did uh, will be able to let us know. But that's why I thought it was interesting to bring up. But the one thing that is for certain, and we've discussed this in years gone by, would his jersey be retired? Yeah, yes. 
absolutely get in his retired Chris Milton. You could take that to the bank right now. He could never play another game for the Bucks, and that is hanging in the rafters. There's no doubt about that. Top five all-time in franchise history? I don't know. I think that's a debate. There'll be some people that'll say yes. There'll be some people that'll say no way, no way. He's going to do a lot more before he gets into that rank just again uh, with some of those other players. But I, I think when you see these franchise lists, these career marks, it does give you a fair perspective of how long Chris has been around and also uh, how little time some of these household names, these superstar names that have been through Milwaukee uh, spent with the franchise. But you guys and you guys know I love Chris. I'm a Chris guy. I've always been a Chris guy, a Chris defender when I didn't feel that he needed defending. Now, uh, this is the conversation we're having, which is uh, absolutely fun. I love it. Uh, before we wrap up today, we've got to remind you about the Locked On Bets podcast. Uh, if you, you guys should be checking out the Locked On Bets podcast. There's no doubt about that. So, of course, uh, you can listen to your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, and they'll be help, be able to help you out with all the picks of the day. So the Bucks got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Funnily enough, OKC, six and eight in the season, so they've been strangely competitive. I mean, this team battles every single night. I think they were kind of pesky last year as well, even though they didn't win too many games. They've got the Wizard of Oz, Josh Giddy, my guy. If there's one game that I hope that he doesn't go off, it's this one. But having said that, he could probably pick up that first triple-double we're all waiting for, and the Bucs will likely still win the game. So we hope so. The Bucs have been a big big game team. Obviously, they played great against the Nets on opening night, played pretty well against the Lakers last night. Don't get sucked into you know playing down to the competition. Don't think you're automatically going to win this game because OKC have shocked some teams this year. They've beaten the Lakers twice, uh, among others. So uh, we'll be back next week. So there won't be a post-game pod uh, for the Bucks and Thunder game, but then they've got uh, two games against the Orlando Magic. Really weird at 5 said 4 and we saw a little bit of that in last year's schedule. But a couple of games against the Orlando Magic. We'll break it all down, the weekend stuff. Make sure you let me know what you thought about uh, this podcast, the conversation I had, the Yana stuff, the Chris stuff, whatever it may be. Uh, get stuck into that and let me know. We appreciate your feedback. Again, hit subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. And until next week, for myself, Kane Pittman, uh, stay safe, enjoy the games. We'll catch you next week.